It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Less than a month out from the start of the AFL season. Can you believe it? It's the 13th of February. It gets shorter and shorter every single year. The Brisbane Lions were leading the grand final with five minutes to go. Chris Fagan is entering his eighth season. He's gone 18th, 15th, and then 5th, 4th, 5th, 4th, 2nd, and is set up to have a big crack at it this season. And he's been good enough. To and join us, we can break some we can break some news here this morning too. He's going to be the playing coach in uh, 2024. I've oh, never seen hey? him look sharper than what he does today. F- 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 he's trying to square up because he called you old. That's basically what. No, we're the same age. Eddie looked at my knee and goes, "That knee's not good, mate." <laughs> well, it's, it's bent. It's going sideways. You're going to do something about that. Yeah, you'll need a cart to get you out there a quarter time and three quarter time if you're not yeah. if you're not careful. Eventually, I'll do something about it. Hey, it's great to see you. How's the summer been? Uh, we've had a good um, summer. Um, players turned up in really good shape, uh, which is always a, you know, you wonder after a grand final what they're going to be like, but I uh, uh, couldn't question them there. A lot of blokes in, in the best shape I've ever seen them. So uh, the hunger still exists with the Brisbane Lions to go a little bit further. I think the grand final was good for us in a way. Do you think it's a, because of your experiences at Hawthorne and famously the 2008 one, which may have popped up a little earlier than everyone anticipated, which is, not to be, I think that was magnificent, but mm. by their own admissions, they struggled with that for a year or two after, and, and it took them a while to get back the hunger, if you like. Mm. You think that's real? Like, is that something that, well, I know you don't want to speak for Collingwood, but clubs have to be wary of once they've had that ultimate success? Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, it was four years, I reckon it was 2008, then it wasn't again until 13 for for the Hawks. Um, there was definitely a, a period straight after that grand final win that they didn't turn up in great shape, which is what I was talking about before. And, and we struggled a little bit. Um, I think missed the finals in nine, knocked out first week in 10, lost the prelim in 11, lost the grand final in 12, then yeah. went on to that win three in a row. So, um, yeah, I think there's some learning that needs to take place. Um, um, I think losing them keeps you harder and more determined than perhaps winning them. Well, that's um, the point. And this yeah. is, again, not. You know, I know you're not passing judgment on Collingwood no, because they, they, they're going beautifully as well. But, the, you know, the runner-up, the burning in your stomach, you've been there, you've tasted it. As I read out, your your, your coaching record is it just it's it's going exactly where you want it to go, apart from that you didn't get, quite get the result. So does it give you confidence coming into this season that this is as good a chance as you'll have? Yeah, I think so. Like we've we've played finals the last five years, and we we we're less than a goal away to play five prelims in a row. Mm. Um, so we've been knocking at the door. And when we first started playing in finals, we were a very young team. Now I feel like we've gathered a whole lot of experiences that will stand us in good stead 
to the future. And unfortunately, our list isn't that old, and the majority of our players are about to come into the peak of their careers, I believe. So, um, and in going by their attitude that they've returned, you know, I, I think that will make us hungrier than ever. And, and we believe that, you know, if we play well enough, we're good enough to do it. Um, it's easy to say it's harder to do, and you need a little bit of luck with injury, and you don't know how much some of the other teams are going to improve. But um, our group now have played in a grand final. I, I said to them after the grand final, look, before today we had three blokes that have played in the grand final. Now we've got 23, yeah. and you'll all be better for the experience. And, um, you know, we milked that for all it was worth in the two or three days post the grand final just to, you know, remember the lessons, lock them away in the vault. Hopefully we get back and get another chance. But um, When you say milked it, like is that just through, you know, your next day review, sitting down as a group? I mean, we're conscious – we're, we're not cognizant of the fact that you get players in and out pretty quickly these days because you've got to give them their break. So was it a pretty intense post-grand final period? Um, well, the day after was, the Monday was a fan day down at the club, so we didn't do anything then. And then Tuesday was the players' day to let their hair down a bit. And Wednesday was the last day we had them before right. they go yeah. and leave and had the best and fairest that night. So um, the review of the grand final took place on, on Wednesday. Um, it was... Um, it was a really good review. I, I, I love the fact that the players were so honest because that grand final came down to moments, really. Yeah. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I, I talked to the players about the idea. I, I said to them, you know, is there a moment that you'd like back? And I went around the room and uh, we and I talked to them too about the idea that, you know, there's there'll be no reprisals here. You, you, you're humans, you'll make mistakes and there'll be things that you regret, but it's important to talk about them here today before you go and leave so you don't carry them around for the next six months. Get them off your chest. And um, I was a bit curious to know how they'd be with their honesty because we'd gone through the tape and we knew all the moments. Mm. They didn't miss one. Right. They were so honest. Um, and, and some of them had to make themselves pretty vulnerable, to be honest. Um, yeah. uh, but it was great. And in the end, I said, well, everything you just said, here it is. We watched on the video and, and that's it. Um, what about you from a coaching perspective, doing the same thing? What moments would you like back or what decisions would you like back on the day? Well, probably, probably not too many because the, the game was such an arm wrestle. Mm. It wasn't obvious that uh, it wasn't an obvious move to make. You know, if you, if you get down by three or four goals, you, you start to think, what can I do? What can I do? But it was like this arm wrestle and it was like who was going to blink first. Um, there wasn't really a whole lot. And I, don't, I think Collingwood was, were the same. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't do too much. Uh, on the day, um, so nothing surprised you about what they did on the day. Uh, not really. I mean, we knew that they, you know, Dacos would pop up everywhere, all over the yeah. oval, which made it difficult for for us to tag him if that's what we wanted to do. Um, you know, no, no, not not really. We'd seen we'd seen most of it. Um, we learn a bit from what they did. I mean, I think on the day, and this is no, um, this is not really having a go at our wingmen, but I thought on the wings they they got a good result. Mm -hmm. They had. They had uh, side bottom crisp and Josh Dacos there, and I thought they were all pretty oh. influential in the game. And we didn't get enough out of our wingers, so uh, you know we've looked at a little bit of that over the summer how we can how we can get some different players through the wings and cause a bit of disruption to the opposition. You know, so so where does your improvement come then for for this season? Then when you look at it, you say, okay, these are the areas that we need to get better. And you've mentioned wing play as one of those areas. Mm. What are the other ones? Yeah, uh, look. Um, you know, I said to the players, we're playing on March the 8th <laughs> on this on that meeting on the Wednesday. And I said, we haven't got long once we get back. So mm. you need to you need to make sure you turn up in really good shape because we're not waiting. We're, we're going to go hard from the start. So that was the first thing. 
which which they did. Um, we've worked um, pretty hard on our reaction time and talked about that, watched that, trained it. Um, what does that mean, reaction time? Is that moving from well, offense to defense to, and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah, that and the ability to read the play and to go quick. I right. think Collingwood was slightly better in that in that area. Um, there's natural improvement that you get from from players having had played in a grand final a year older, had some more experiences. Um, we've trained differently. Um, probably in previous years, we would have started playing 18 v 18 first week back in January. We didn't play our we didn't have our first hit out of 18 v 18 until last Friday night. So we've played a lot more small sided games that are probably harder than the game that are at higher intensity, um, quite deliberately. Um, hoping to get what out of that? Well, train that reaction time. Yeah, you know, you, right. you got to, you got to think more mm. more decisions to make more quickly, um, and also figured that you know we've had five years where we've gone pretty deep into finals and. The players probably don't want to play games yeah. at training as much. Um, they're a bit older now. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've gone down that pathway. And the ple the pleasing part about it, I was chatting to Jared Lyons and Dane Zorko, and we played 425s the other night. So we went from not playing any 18 v 18 to 425s off the bat. And they all said how fit they felt and good right. they felt. So I'm sort of I'm happy we've gone down that pathway. I think we needed to just to change it up a bit. You sort of get seven years in with a group and you're looking for different ways to, to do things. As Yavi James would say, cook the sausages a bit differently. <laughs> um, so I think we have this pre-season. I think they've enjoyed it. There's a lot of energy around the footy club. So so do you take a step back or do you what, – what, what, what's your style of coaching now compared to what it was when you first started up there? Yeah, I was more hands-on when I first started. I felt, felt like I had to, you know, coach the coaches to some degree yeah. to, to the way that um, I wanted our team to play and – the culture we wanted to get in place at the footy club, but don't need to do that so much anymore. I, Lee Matthews always tells me you, you got, you've only got so much energy, so you got to you got to pull back a little bit. So um, I tend to be more an observer at training. The younger coaches get out there and run around. I, to be honest, I can't anymore anyway. So <laughs> even if I wanted to, I'd be no good at that. So uh, no, I've got to use my brain um, and you know observe and talk to the players and. Um, try to get the best out of them that way, and that's sort of how it's evolved, which has been been great for the other coaches because they get uh, plenty of responsibility and they they handle it really well. What's your expectation on how the like so Collingwood win the premiership? You guys right behind them, you know. I've watched a couple of clubs train quick, quicker, quicker, quicker. Like ball movement, you know, go, just go forward, go forward at all costs. Is that what the expectation is? Uh, yeah, I think that's where the, the game's heading and <laughs> the defence has got to come forward mm. at all costs as, as well now because if you don't, they, they just run through you. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that's that's where the game's headed. It's a, it's a great spectacle now. It's a very quick game. Uh, you can't relax. You can be four or five goals in front but with 20 minutes to go, but you, that can be mowed down pretty quickly. So, um, and I think the other thing we do probably a lot more than we ever used to is just practice game scenarios, you know, mm. that... You know, you're a small margin in front. There's not long to go. What are you going to do? You're a small margin behind. What can you do? Uh, how do you halt momentum? Um, we've do we've done a lot of work on that. You've got to get the ball first. <laughs> yeah. in, like that, there's no secret to I mean, that. That's, old, that's, that, that's just old-fashioned. That's what you have to do, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and then, you, then it's what you do from there. Yeah. Um, obviously, try and keep possession, run the clock down a little bit, keep the ball wide, uh, don't let it get in the corridor, 
you know, getting numbers around the contest, uh, very few on your forward line, you know, all those sorts of things. Um, and we, we learned some good lessons about that last year. You might remember the game against um, uh, Melbourne at the MCG mm. when we had a good lead and yeah. um, I think I pulled the trigger a little bit quickly on putting the man behind the ball. <laughs> it was probably, uh, I think with two and a half goals in front, there might have been five or six minutes to play and it was the wrong call by me. But we learned so much from that game. Mm. I don't think... The wrong call... Outside of the grand final, I don't think we lost a close game after that. Mm. So we did a lot of learning from it. Just the wrong call because that enabled Melbourne to have a free as well. Is that why you thought it was the wrong call then? It went too early. And the closer they got to us, the more our our players tightened up. Mm. Um, You know, the... From that point in time onwards, I don't think we've bothered sort of shutting a game, game down until there's about two minutes, one and a half minutes to go rather than five or six minutes. Um, but it felt like we could just, if we could get the ball and play a bit of tempo, that they wouldn't have time to, to get the score that they needed. But um, it didn't work out that, that way. They got the momentum and scored and won the game. And I and we quite rightly got a bit of criticism. But it was a really good thing for us because we went to work on that mm-hmm. after it. Which is what we've always done at Brisbane. If you have your bad days, as long as you learn and, and get better from it, it's okay. So, Fags, as we went to that break, uh, Will Ashcroft. Oh, sorry. I always get. Is it Will? Will, yeah, it's yeah. Will. I was calling Marcus last year. Not Eric yeah. Gordon, is it? No, not Eric. Uh, Will and <laughs> Tommy Duda are the two, I suppose, right now, where we're most interested in seeing how their progress is. And Jack Payne, I'm also keen to know where he's at. Yeah, so um, Tommy Duda, knee reconstruction. Um, at the moment, he's um, doing pretty much everything at training other than the competitive work. And the expectation is that he'll start playing in somewhere between round two and round four. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'll depend on his level of comfort too. Like, you don't want to push players to come back. But on what we're seeing at the moment and how he feels about things, we expect it'll be somewhere around that time. Um, we'll be more like middle of the season. Um, no, no problems, no setbacks. Uh, no, he said the normal things with knees. Sometimes you just get a little bit of swelling, and you got to, you know, got to, got to uh, cut back a little bit. But um, by and large, he's he's on on track at the moment. I think, you know, Will being Will wanted to break the world record for getting back to play, but um, the old coach goes, "This bloke's a pretty damn good player." <laughs> <laughs> Rushing him back, so uh, you know, when he's right, he's right to play. But um, you know, he's he's used the time. Um, really well. Uh, he's, a, he's such a professional. Um, it's um, unbelievable. And, and Jack Payne, who who missed the uh, missed the grand final, um, had had uh, a syndesmosis injury in his his ankle, and uh, he actually did two of them last year. He did one in the middle of the year and carried it, and then did another one. Did the other one in the final against Port Adelaide, I think, and. Um, wasn't quite right for the grand final, so he's up and going again now. So they're they're players that will welcome back into our team, and they, you know, Jack was starting to really emerge as a good defender last year. So mm. um, it'll be good to have him back in the team, and hopefully get no other injuries. But um, every team gets them, and you just got to have a list that can cope. You got um, three kids that you drafted: uh, Logan Morris, uh, Luke Lloyd, and I'm just going to talk about these three: Zane Zakoski. Is that right? Z- Zach Ostelsky. That's it. And Zach Ostelsky. Nothing like it. And, and Reese Torrent. I love, I love, I've read about this zone, right? So he's 196. Yep. Raw, powerful mm. athlete. He is. Um, he's got a little bit of work to do on his kicking, but, um, and at the moment he's got um, a bit of groin soreness that sometimes the young boys get when they first turn up. So I'm not sure mm. he'll start the year. 
Um, Logan Morris is going really well. Um, we had the uh, pretty much the A's versus the B's playing in a practice game the other night, and he kicked five in the B team. So, uh, oh wow, yeah, I was a bit surprised by that. Uh, so, will he be pushing up for selection well, round one? Oh, he has to be on that. Performance. On the back of who, that, who played on him? Oh, well, I won't name him. <laughs> <laughs> Probably blokes saving themselves for the start of the season, I reckon. But um, after three, you might be just starting to play a little bit closer to him. Though. Yeah, I think so. It'd be interesting to see how they play on him this week. He might get a bit more attention. So we'll see how he goes. But it was, it was very promising. Um, Luke Lloyd, he's another. He's a boy from Sandringham uh, Dragons. He's got really good footy now, um, and he's and he's trained really well. And Reese Torrent, the other boy from Western Australia, is a left-footed. Midfielder, he's had a little bit of uh, groin soreness as well, so um, his his training's been modified. But he was back in training yesterday, so they all look like they're going to be good players. We didn't have high picks this year, but from what mm. I've seen, they're well, all pretty natural footballers, except for who's for Zane, who's more of an athlete. I know you're not the recruiter, but what is it? You know, you sit down for the first time with these kids. What is it that you're interested in learning when you speak to them? Oh, I'm probably more interested in finding out about their families and their backgrounds and where they come from. I like to go and um, visit them in their houses uh, when we draft them. So right. if, did you drive? I did, usually go on a road trip. Kids, yeah, families, I did. Yeah. So I was um, spewing this year. We got two boys from Perth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've got to fly to Perth. Um, and uh, one of them lived uh, uh, quite a way out of Perth as well. So it was another hour and a half once you, <laughs> you landed. But I think, you know, just going to their houses and meeting their parents and seeing where they live and uh, – I guess the social, socioeconomic status, right. um, all those sorts of things you learn so much. And I think the parents appreciate it too, because they look at it and they go, well, that's the bloke that's going to be coaching my son. And now I know him a bit and hopefully mm. you put him at ease. And especially when they're coming from other states, which is often the case in Brisbane, um, I think you need to, to go to that level. And I've always done that. Um, since I've been at Brisbane, I've, I think it's useful. So getting to know them as people first and foremost, what motivates them, uh, what their their fears and concerns are, all those sorts of things, and then I think you can coach them a bit better. Like if you're a Brisbane Lions fan, you're in pretty you're, you're in pretty good hands. You got your second intra club on Friday. It's part mm. of the Brisbane Lions Fan Fest at Brighton Homes Arena. You got all sorts of activities and autographs and player meetings, all that stuff, uh, which you'd hope people can get along to. Yeah, we've uh, since we've been in our new facility, which has been Bloody amazing, yeah, to be honest, is, because, um, you know, the all, all the pre-seasons until last year that I had, you can never train on the Gabba because of cricket. Uh, we'd do our weights there, but, you know, by and large, we'd have six or seven different venues. We'd train at around around Brisbane. Uh, we're always looking for good grass. and um, Any as good as the slope back in the day over at the junction over? Uh, yeah, no, there's a few up there with it, <laughs> Gary. And the, and the property stewards oh, overworked really? with pack, unpacking and unpacking the... Really? I reckon it took 10 years off Roddy Mather's life <laughs> doing, doing that stuff. But um, to be able to have a place we call our own and do everything that we need to do in the one place, it's just enormous last year. I was a little bit worried that we'd, you know, think that the new facility was going to do it for us and... Mm because people are more important than all those things, but it didn't work out that way. And I think the players and the staff really appreciate what they now have. It's um, it's um, fantastic. And we found that the fans come down, watch training. Um, you know, when, whenever we've had open sessions, there's always been a lot of people there. So 
Uh, I think the locals have embraced the club and, and um, it's all going pretty well. Well, why wouldn't they? You're after 62,000 members for 2024, so you can head to lions.com.au to sign up. As we said, they are in the best of hands. Just a very quick one before we go. The Olympics and the Gabba and the redevelopment, which is always going to be problematic, is it? There's some talk yeah. now that that may not even happen. What? He's fit, but he's not that fit. He won't He won't be running. The first. veterans. He won't. Oh, you agree, mate. Do we know where that's at? Is it, do you, what's your intel on that? Um, I don't know a lot about it. I mean, I, I hear things. I think the, the popular opinion is that it's moved away from knocking the Gabba down completely and starting again. So maybe doing a phase by phase rebuild like they've done down at Geelong recently, which would be great for us because we'll, Stay we'll keep playing at the Gabba, yeah. which is our preference, yeah. to be honest. Hey, uh, thanks for coming in. You're always great with us. We love it when we get to talk to you and to have you in the studio is a joy and Brisbane fans would be loving what they're hearing. So good luck. Massive year ahead. Thanks. Good to come in.